0: This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to check out episode 13 of my All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. Please do subscribe, comment, review, all of that good stuff. So it'll help other podcast listeners find my podcast. And um, if you haven't already caught up on the all, all the episodes, do that as well. Um, let me tell you what I've been up to for a couple of weeks. Um, i am kind of i don't want to say i'm struggling to talk but talking today is a little bit harder than it was for last episode because i just had um both of my wisdom teeth on the left side um extracted now keep in mind, I've always just assumed I would keep my all of my wisdom teeth and, until I wasn't here anymore. <laughs> I thought I'd have them my whole life because I'd never removed them. As a matter of fact, my last dentist, he would always be so shocked that... I still had all my wisdom to teeth, excuse me, at my age, (laughs) but I never really had a reason to remove them, nor had any dentist um, ever told me to remove them. Now, keep in mind, I have always kept taking really good care of my teeth. So, uh, most of the time, the only time I go to the dentist is to get my teeth uh, cleaned or whitened. Uh, I don't typically have a lot of problems with my teeth. However, when I was in my late teens, I did have a root canal, and I have a bridge as well. Um, but generally, I don't have a lot of problems. But lately, I don't know. I guess I don't know what's been going on. I, I floss regularly. I, I rinse regularly with mouthwash. But for some reason, I have a couple of um, of cavities, and there is one tooth on the bottom uh, left hand side. I can't remember the tooth uh, name. (laughs) They have a number. Every tooth has a number. I can't remember which one it was. In either case, it had um, a cavity and it started bothering me. Um, Oh, you know what? Actually, what happened first was um, part of the tooth chipped off, which had never happened to me before. Excuse me, I keep having to swallow because, again, I had two teeth extracted yesterday and it's more difficult for me to talk and then part of my mouth is numb still from um from the procedure but I'll get through this I promise um but part of the tooth that chipped off um which really laid it you know my gums a little bare and then they discovered there is also um cavity and and so of course I needed to 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 get that taken care of. And so I ended up having a root canal because the cavity was going to start, you know, the reason it was uh, painful, it was starting to, um, you know, impact the nerve. And so I had a root canal. And then so my dentist was going to, put a cap over Cause see. I had the root canal from a root canal specialist. I never, I never knew there was such a thing as a root canal specialist, but there is, you learn something new every day. And then I went back to my regular dentist who said, I want to put a cap on, but I believe you need to have this, um, this wisdom tooth that's immediately next to this tooth pulled because I won't with, with that wisdom tooth right there. I won't be able to properly put your cap on. Plus, there's a cavity developing in that wisdom tooth. So you should probably get that pulled. I'm like, wait, what? And I just, again, I'd always assumed I'd have all of my wisdom teeth. And then here we go. Me being faced with the prospect of not having one. I mean, not that it was like, like, not that losing my wisdom tooth is going to be something heartbreaking for me. I just never thought I'd have to have the procedure. So um, anyway. So he referred me to another specialist. wisdom tooth remover specialist. I don't know what the official name is. Um, So I get to that office yesterday to have my wisdom tooth removed. And then they suggest to me, why don't you have all four of your wisdom teeth removed? They don't serve any purpose. And as you get older, if something happens to those teeth, you know, they grow really long and it's harder to extract and it's just going to be more problematic for you. And I'm like, Oh no, we came in here with the expectation of having one tooth pulled and now you're talking about four teeth being pulled? No, that's not going to happen. But I did allow them to remove one extra tooth. So, so just the two, the the top and the bottom on the left side. And um, there was the option of uh, having a local anesthetic or them putting me under (laughs) completely out. And I was like, I am not going to be awake while you guys take my teeth out. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so they put me totally under. And then I woke up and my teeth were gone. And I was just so happy that I didn't have to like, sit there with my eyes open or even closed and having to hear them <laughs> extract my teeth. I woke up, you know, of course, I was a little groggy. So they walked me to another room and I I slept for about an hour, maybe just over an hour. And then I got up and then I made my way back home. Well, for I went to get my pain medicine because I have to have that when you're having uh, two teeth extracted. Got my pain meds and and went back home, and by the time I got home, I was in some pain. My mouth was in some pain, and and my the side of my face had already started swelling. I actually posted the video um, of my swollen face to my social media, so be sure you check it out if you if you're interested at all in seeing my swollen face. <laughs> um, you can see it on my Facebook, which is. All the Rage with Shelly Wade. And it's on my Instagram, at the one and only Shelly Wade. Um, Like and follow both. (laughs) Um, In either case, uh, let me say the rest of my social media while I'm at it. My Twitter is at Shelly Wade. And don't forget the Shelly spelled with an E-Y. My um, YouTube channel, where you can subscribe, is... All the Rage with Shelly Wade. And of course, my personal website is ShellyWade.com and the correct spelling of my name is S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E. Follow me across all of my platforms, and thank you so much in advance. So anyway, I I get home, and by that time, I'm already in pain, but I can't go right to sleep because I have to take my medicine, and I can't take my medicine unless I've eaten. So I had to put on, you know, I'm I'm on this this, um, soft food diet for this week, so I can only eat soft foods because it's hard for me to open my mouth and and eat anything challenging. So to chew is very difficult uh, because, again, uh, it's just my mouth is sore. So I, I've i been eating mac and cheese, and uh, at some point I'll get some mashed potatoes. But for di- for breakfast this morning, I had <laughs> chicken noodle soup. And, uh, you know, of course, for lunch today I had um, yogurt, and then I have some pudding Um Some pudding that I'm going to have for dessert. And so those are the kinds of foods um, I am consuming right now while my my face is healing. Of course, I'm taking all of my medicine and um, drinking lots of liquids, lots of water. And I'm just trying to, you know, um, rinse with uh, warm salt water um, so as not so as to have nothing uh, lodge, you know, where I had the procedure. And so I want to Do this by the book so that I heal completely. And then at some point, I'll get the other two wisdom teeth uh, extracted. But no time soon. (laughs) Maybe before the year is out. Maybe at the beginning of next year. But that kind of pain was not cute to me. (laughs) And so I'm grateful for my medication. So there's that. And oh my God, here's what happened to me before I had my wisdom teeth removed. Like a, a week before, I was rushing to work. And 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 typically, I am very, very cognizant of the steps I take. And I say this to my siblings all the time, because we're all, you know, in the, the same age group. You know, we're all Gen X. And I always feel that, uh, especially as we're getting older, that we should really be cognizant of the moves we make and the steps we take. Sorry, not trying to rhyme. I was a poet and didn't know it. <laughs> Sorry, corny. Anyway, um, because... As we get older, um, things don't heal as well or as quickly as when we were younger, right? So we have to help our bodies out. So be cognizant of the steps you're taking. I'm always looking at the ground, not because I'm insecure, but because, first of all, I don't want to step on any spit or dog poo because um, there's a lot of that around on the ground here in NYC, um, but also because I want to make sure I'm not tripping over something, you know, maybe something I wouldn't have seen had I not been looking at the ground. So I'm always very vigilant about about, you know, taking care of myself in that way. But this day I was running a little late. I had been getting my hair done um, and and then we didn't finish in time. As a matter of fact, I had to go back over the weekend. Anyway, um, so anyway, I'm rushing to get to the train station and I didn't trip over anything. I have no clue how this happened. But the next thing I knew, I'm just flying through the air, literally flying through the air in landed in the middle of the street. Um, and luckily no cars were coming. Oh my God, th- praise God, Hallelujah. No cars were coming as I landed in the middle of the street. but um, I must have broken my fall you know with my hands in front, which is also kind of dangerous putting your hands in front because you have, you know depending on how f- hard you fall in the angle, you could also hurt your hands, scrape, bruise, break, any of that. Luckily, I didn't. I kind of, I, I'm looking at my hands now. I didn't scrape anything. and You know, my hands didn't get scraped, uh, but my knee did. I was looking at my, so most of the fall must have really, um, you know, my knee must have observed that, absorbed that, excuse me. My right knee, there is, when I got home, I raised up my um my pants leg. And sure enough, um, my knee was scraped. And, you know, even, you know, like your body, you know, taking, absorbing that kind of uh, trauma. My body was sore and tight from that fall. I mean, I fell really hard. And um, in the process of the fall, I twisted my ankle, my, um, My right ankle, and I was just praying before I got up. I wasn't even concerned that, oh, my God, or people laughing at me or or anything like that. I was just like, wow, I hope that I can walk. Because I, first of all, just for health reasons, I hope I can walk. But secondly, I walk a lot. You know, I take the train a lot. um, And and, and being able to be upwardly mobile and to be able to walk is very important for me. And so... um, I was uh, really concerned about that, so I took a beat, and then I carefully got up, and I kind of examined myself, but then I didn't see anything really bad, and so I carefully started taking some steps, and I was okay. Of course, my ankle was really sore, and I had a small limp, but I could walk. Um, I could walk good enough to go up and down the subway station stairs. Um, I could walk good enough to get to work. But of course, as tends to happen, uh, the days following, uh, my ankle was more sore. Is it sore? Is that the word? (laughs) My ankle was sore. (laughs) I feel more comfortable saying my ankle was even more sore. Uh, But I have to say that uh, this week, I barely feel soreness in my ankle. I still have um, a brace on it. I went to went to you know Walgreens and and got a, you know one of those braces with the um, with the Velcro. Let's see. I'm sure you can hear it now. Let me. Can you hear the Vel Velcro? <laughs> So I wrapped that around my ankle and I really do believe it helped me to be able to get around better and easier. And, um, maybe dare I say helped, um, in my healing process. So, um, you know, doing the the cold press and all of that and giving it a little massage. But I feel so much better. But I share that to say that, hey, listen, um, be cognizant of your steps. Be careful because we never know what's going to happen in the next second, in the next moment. And I just wouldn't want you to get hurt. And I'm so thankful that I averted any serious injury with that fall, but it was a fall, nonetheless, that really woke me up to really say, hey, Shelly, you normally pay attention. Make sure that you don't get so distracted where you don't know where you're going, because things could have been a lot worse. I could have broken my ankle. I could have have, uh, sprained my ankle. I could have gotten hit by a vehicle if one would have been coming in that second, you know? So, so many things could have gone sideways, and I'm so happy they didn't. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, just wanted to share all of that with you. Also, um, my last episode was called Calendar Commitments. I hope you checked it out. If not, please do. But um, the episode was all about exploring, um, as I have been for the last couple of episodes, the idea of um, becoming more structured and uh, organized while still trying to maintain my sense of freedom. and spontaneity. And I read an article to you uh, last episode that I've really and they gave me some they gave us some tips in the article as um, to how to be more structured and more organized while still also maintaining your spontaneity and freedom, because I didn't know whether you could do it um do both of them, right? Um, And and, and as I've been doing my research on this, I have just been so surprised by how many people grapple with um, the same issue. Um, My coworker at 94.7 The Block in New York, uh, DJ Coco Chanel, the legendary DJ Coco Chanel, when I was promoting my podcast episode last week, she said this is a really great topic because she said she grapples with the same thing, you know? And so it's really been eye-opening to me that so many other other people, um, you know, really have that same uh, quagmire. And, I, and and the reason it's a goal of mine throughout the life of this podcast to become more, although I value my freedom, I really do feel like being more structured and more organized will really help me achieve more of my goals. Um, and so I've really been in the mindset this last week since I uh, last spoke with you. I've really been trying to change my mindset about the whole thing, not change who I am. But, you know, as I said a couple of times on the podcast already, I really feel like if there's something you want to improve on. But the idea of that something, the idea of that thing hasn't really sat well with you, then the way you you. Get better at that thing is to reframe the way you think about that thing, to reframe the way you're approaching that thing. I think reframe is such a great word because we really have to just make sure that we think about it in a different way, right? And so, as uh, last week's article uh, suggested, I've really been trying to think about the fact that, you know, my calendar and my to do list, they aren't bad things they're just you know the things that I've committed to were already there before I started writing in the calendar so I don't need to blame the calendar on my commitments I don't need to blame the calendar or my to-do list on the fact that I've committed to something it's already there before I even started writing those things down those to-dos down and before I started putting it in my calendar they're already there so um Reframe the way I think about the calendar and the to do list. And um, also thinking about the fact that I can use those tools. Those tools are something that I can use instead of thinking that they are tying me down or being depressed about looking at the calendar because it's another commitment that I, you know, that's keeping me from being free. Just to think about the fact that it's keeping me. Um, it's it's helping me to honor commitments I've made to people in my life and people that I care about, right? Um, and so that's what I've been trying to refa- reframe the way I think so that I can think about those in a more healthy ways. So um, as we speak today, I um, when I woke up this morning, I wrote a to-do list which consists of 11 things. And I'm proud to say that I have achieved all but... One, two, three, four of those 11 lists, 11 items on my to-do list. And um, some of them I'm actively working on. I don't want to check them off yet until I'm complete, like one of them that I haven't checked off yet is take all medications because, you know, I'm on medications because of my teeth being extracted yesterday. So take all medications. I've taken most of my medication. Now I have uh, another dose to take before the night is over. And then once I do that, I'm going to check that off. Another thing I need to achieve is um, to record my podcast and I'm doing that right now, right? So after I, I talk to you, I'm just going to you know make sure I post it and it's going to be available to you and I'll get to check that off. And then there's another project I need to start editing. Um, and so anyway, I am proud to say that by the end of today I will have checked all the things off of my to-do list. Again I said to you before that I write to-do lists all the time. I've been doing it for most of my adult life, but the difference with me and other people is that I don't pressure myself to uh, complete everything on the to-do list. I'll just write it down. It's like, oh, this is an idea of what I'd like to achieve. Um, I'm not going to stress over it if I don't achieve it. (laughs) So I'm going I'm I'm focusing on making it more of a point and making more effort to check every single thing off. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't come up with a to-do list and don't bother trying to check things off. I do actively try to check things off every time I make a to-do list, but before, if I didn't check everything off, it really didn't bother me. You may have heard um, a couple of episodes ago that my best friend, who is very orderly, very organized, very structured, I guess, you know, in this friendship, she's, you know, we're yin and yang. She's that way, and I'm very, oh, freedom freedom and she's structure structure so anyway she says that if she has a to-do list and if she's gone to bed without checking every single thing off the list she doesn't sleep that well and she'll wake up in the middle of the night whereas i will go to sleep and i'll sleep just like a baby (laughs) so i don't i don't foresee myself uh waking up in the middle of the night if i don't complete a thing on the to-do list but I do see myself making more of a commitment to myself to work harder on, <laughs> on checking things off of my list because it'll just take me closer to goals that I want to achieve. So that's why it's important. Goals and dreams are very important to me. And so when you make a to-do list, when you put things on your calendar, they're just taking you closer to ch- achieving those goals. And some of those things are actually goals achieved. Instead of just taking you there, they're actually they're ground zero for you know achieving your goals. And so that's my update. On my uh, scheduling uh, things on the calendar, I had it I had a couple of things on my calendar today I've achieved those and my to do list just a few more things to check off so just uh, sharing my um, improvements with you and um, my achievements with you that's what this podcast is all about to um, you know assess where I am now. Um, explore that, explore where I am now, explore where I've been in the past and where I want to be in the future and share that um, exploration with you, share my journey with you. And hopefully some of my breakthroughs will help you also have breakthroughs. And I, excuse me, again, having to swallow a lot because I had these extractions yesterday. So forgive me for all of this. But I Again, want to always hear your thoughts on this. Are there things um, that I've been um, um, focusing on in the podcast that really resonate with you? Do you have any thoughts or ideas that you'd like to share with me? I would love to hear your thoughts. Don't hesitate to email me. My email address is shelly at And don't forget that Shelly's spelled with an E-Y. That's H-I-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. W-A-D-E dot com. Hi, Shelly, at ShellyWade.com. You can just type out some words, type out your thoughts to me, and um, I can read them. Uh, on the podcast if you would like to stay anonymous and, and you know, you can tell me that, Shelly. I'd love to share my thoughts, but I'd love to stay anonymous. I don't have to say your your name. I can just share your thoughts. Or if you'd like to hear yourself on the podcast, you can uh, open up your voice notes and uh, record your thoughts and email those to me. Again, hi Shelly at ShellyWay.com. And don't forget that Shelly is spelled with an E-Y. So let's revisit one of my other goals of the podcast is um, To let down my guards (laughs) so that I can find love Uh, because I'm very vigilant about protecting myself and my last breakup was horrifying and so I... Just hadn't really wanted to be in a relationship since then, but I am open to, to love again. I'm open, first of all, I'm open to the possibility of just dating because if I meet someone, I'm not like, oh, my God, is this going to be the love of my life? No, we have to take the time to get to know each other, um, you know, I, but I'm open to starting the process, right? As a matter of fact, um, I've actually already, you know, I, I, I told you I'm thinking about getting on a dating site. Now, And the fact that I'm just thinking about it means a lot, tells you a lot, because if I'm thinking about something constantly, I may not act on it right away. But if I'm thinking about it constantly, it means it's something that's most likely going to happen. And so I've been just trying to figure out which site or sites I want to be on. There was one site I wanted to be on, but it's referral only. I don't know anyone on that site. The person that I did know that I was on the site, um, they're no longer on there. And so they can't refer me. And so um, back to the drawing board, I'm still trying to figure out which site I'm going to be on. And um, I don't know if I'll tell you which site I'll be on because I don't want you to be a nosy and, and checking out my, my, my profile. <laughs> But I will share with you if I meet someone and all of that good stuff. And I'll share with you when I finally join a site or sites and I will share with you you know, if I meet anyone on those sites, you know, if it's someone I like or if it's going disastrously wrong, um, I'll share all of that with you. I'm not going to be like, listen, I'm on this site, you know, swipe left, swipe right on me. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I, I will tell you if I finally do break down and get on a site. But I have been sharing with my family members and friends that. Um, uh, That I am open to meeting someone, you know, if they know, you know, a guy that they feel is right for me, um, then, you know keep me in mind. And sure enough, a couple of friends have already um, talked to me about introducing me to a couple of guys. And so there's that. And I'll keep you posted if those go well. I don't know if we if we get um, past the point of just having phone conversations and actually go out on a date. I'll keep you posted on that. But looks like I'm not the only one open to love. I was reading about actor Chris Evans. He says he's laser-focused on finding a partner. In a recent interview, and I'm quoting him, he said, quote, the answer would be that maybe I'm laser-focused on finding a partner, you know, someone that you want to live with. Um, he told this to Shondaland in a recent interview. He explained that finding love was difficult in Hollywood. And I'm quoting him again. He says, I mean, look, I love what I do. It's great. I pour all of myself into it. But in terms of even this industry is full of pockets of doubt, hesitation, and recalibration in terms of really trying to find someone that you really can pour all of yourself into. So even Chris Evans has um, has uh, found himself open to finding a partner. So I'm happy I'm not alone in that. <laughs> but I will say that I agree with him. Although I'm not in Hollywood and he says it's difficult finding love in Hollywood. I am in the entertainment industry and I have to say over the course of my career, it's difficult to meet men who are entirely secure with being with a woman who does what I do. First of all, they see it as glitz and glamour, and uh, maybe you're a bit too popular for them. And these are not assumptions I'm making. These are things that I've heard guys complain about when it comes to dating me or someone like me. Um Maybe I'm more popular, according to them, than they are, and they, that doesn't sit well with them. Or, you know, when you're on radio, I mean, I'm just used to this my entire career. I am around men, men, men all the time. That's not to say I'm not around other women, but it's typically... Me and a bunch of men, you know, like here at the station I'm on right now, there are two women on air, um, you know, hosting our own shows. You've got Miss Jones in the morning and then me in the afternoon. But typically I have been the only woman uh, at stations that I've worked for that hosted my own show. I mean, of course, you have other women who are sidekicks uh, on other shows or co-hosts on other shows. But as far as hosting your own show, um, you don't have a lot of women. It's just a male dominated business. It's getting better and better. But you're just around a lot of men all the time. And and some men aren't comfortable with the fact like if you go and look at my Instagram right now. And you see me with my coworkers on on pictures. You scroll up and down. You see me with my coworkers. Most of them are men, and so depending on the the confidence level, the maturity level uh, of the 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 man who's interested in me or I'm interested in him, um, he might have a, he, he might have a tough time dealing with that. And even the most secure men might have a tough time, you know, say, hey, why are you with all these men? (laughs) Kind of thing, right? So you have to really be confident in yourself. So as Chris Evans said, it's kind of tricky in the entertainment industry. And sometimes you do wonder, why does this person want to be with you? Sometimes, um... Someone wants to be with you because they think that you can do something for their career or that maybe you make a little more money than 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 they do. And maybe they want to, like, you know, uh, get the perks of that. Let me tell you now, guys, I am not Oprah Winfrey. I do not make Oprah Winfrey money. I'm not popular like Oprah. So get that out of your head. I am not going to be anybody's sugar mama. (laughs) Sometimes, though, you do wonder, is someone dating me so that they can get tickets to all the events that I go to all the time? It is a tricky industry um, to uh, in which to find love. <laughs> I have been at, you know, at the beginning of my career, I did go out with about two or three listeners. And not that I was like on the prowl searching for listeners to go out with. It's just that these guys asked me to go out with them and they... Uh, more often uh, than not, asked me a number of times before I finally said yes. And probably the only reason I did that was because I had coworkers who were like, "Oh, go out with him. What can it hurt? What can it hurt?" Now I have. Um over the years seen many of my male co-workers have full-on relationships with women that they met through the station, women who were listeners. Um, But I have never had a relationship with someone who I met through being a listener. But I have gone out on two or three dates. And that was way at the beginning of my career. That was a long, that was back in the 90s. Why? Why have I not done it since then? Because those dates were disastrous. <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's a little rough. I don't want to say they were disastrous, but it just didn't work out. Because, again, it's that weird thing of, I don't know, maybe my male coworkers were okay that these women were, that they were dating who were listeners were infatuated that they could listen to them on the radio. and They, they found them to be superstars or whatever because women tend to worship men on the radio. But for me, I just, you know, I think it's cool. Okay, yay. Thank you for listening. Um, I value my listeners more than anything because I feel like if it weren't for our listeners, then why would we be doing what we're doing, right? It's all about the listeners for me. But as far as dating listeners, I just would prefer for it not to be focused on my career, you know, right? I would prefer to meet someone who is, and I know we can't always, you know, predict how we're going to meet someone. Um, but say if I met you and we were out at the grocery store and you just approached me and then it turns out, hey, you do listen to me. That's fine because you're not wanting to date me just because you listen to me on the radio. Right. It's just it, it gets to be a little murky. Um, I even had uh, one of my current listeners um Asked me to go to a concert with him a couple of weeks ago. He, he won tickets from me and he goes, Hey, by the way, I would love for you to go with me. <laughs> I told him, no, Uh I told him I appreciate him asking me, but I talked to him a few times on the request line, but I've never met him in person. So um, so no, that just wouldn't feel right to me going out with someone that I've never met in person. Although I guess you could say if I met someone on a dating site, um, I at some point I would have to meet them in person having not met them before. But at least on a dating site, you know, you're like getting to know someone separate and apart from your job, from your career, right? And so I told the listener, no, but I thought it was sweet that he asked me. (laughs) But, um... By the way, if you are on dating sites, if you are a single person on dating sites, I just came across a a few um, uh, tips from uh, the dating app Bumble. It suggests easy ways to get more matches on dating sites. First of all, it says have at least three profile pics, at least three, but not more than six. So they don't want you to underdo it, nor do they want you to overdo it. So at least three profile pics, but not more than six. It says, according to stats from the dating app, people with three to six profile pics get 93% more matches. They said two profile pics make it seem like you're not trying. And more than six is overkill. So they say that that's the sweet spot three to six. And more tips, they say, don't be lazy with your bio. Detailed bios get 32% more matches, but still keep it snappy and positive. And be specific, but not too specific. Those types of profiles tend to do the best. I know years ago, when I was on dating sites before, I... um. It was a turnoff for me when um, I would read someone's profile and they were like, and don't reach out to me if you're this. And don't reach... I'm like, well, that's kind of negative. Yes, I understand you feeling that way, but yeah, let's keep it positive. So whenever I see negative stuff, I, I, I just click away from that person's profile. Um, So I agree, make it positive and don't be too, you know, don't share too much of your information. I agree with that as well. Um, They also say, use your profile to create conversation starters. Include pics and details about yourself that might spark conversation. So I guess if I were to, you know, post something, I'd be like, oh my God, I am originally from Texas, so barbecue is one of my favorite things to eat. You know, that's a conversation starter because if someone is a foodie, that's a conversation starter for them. Or they can be like, oh, you know, St. Louis has better barbecue than Texas or Memphis has better barbecue. And you know that? I mean, we might fight about that stuff. Them some fighting words, but they are conversation starters. (laughs) Nonetheless, I said it's all about making it easier for the other person to reach out and break the ice. And finally, they say, use video chats to filter potential dates. Real dates are time consuming and exhausting if you do too many. So video chats are a good starter. I guess they mean Zoom or something like that. It says there's been a big surge in them during COVID. So people are used to it now. And those are some um, dating app tips courtesy of the people at Bumble. And again, I will let you know if I get on a dating app and I'll let you know how things go with these guys that my friends uh, want to introduce me to and um, I'll keep you posted on how I'm doing with my planning and such. (laughs) So thank you so much for checking out episode 13 and I will talk to you on episode 14. If you haven't caught up uh, in the meantime with all of the episodes, please do so. In the meantime, I love you so much for taking the time to listen. Subscribe if you haven't already and spread the word, comment and review so that it makes it easier for other people to find the podcast. I'm Shelly Wade, and this is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast.